back, screaming egos. So we finally have I a still name cannot believe for that our that's podcast. What the intro to the podcast? Okay, well, is. it's just gotta be that way. Um, Jace, would you like to say the name of our podcast? We came to the conclusion that we were gonna call it "Down the Rabbit Hole" because I feel like it just best describes how this is gonna go. Yeah. Alyssa and I are pretty out there people, and we never really know what where the conversation is gonna lead. So just we're go just going down happens. the rabbit hole. But we we do have exciting news. We have a special guest here today to help us dive further down the rabbit hole. Um, okay. Um, his name. His name is, is James, James Bull. Bull. James, you want to talk? <laughs> yes, I do. It is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your very professional and illustrious podcast. Wow. I'm honored. Wow. Great to have James you here. is low-key going to be like one of the four people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> we'll see if James, James actually likes um, this podcast once this episode is over. I will say I did enjoy the first episode. I thought it was very, very entertaining. Yes, he got the exclusive. He did. He behind got, the he scenes. Got the behind the scenes of the first episode. So I did. I enjoyed listening to it. But, uh, yeah, so I say that you might not like us by the end of this because we're talking about a controversial con concept today mm. um known as the Encanto movie yes produced by Disney mm-hmm. uh, it came out in 2022 sure that sounds right you know mm. I'm pretty sure you're wrong on that yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2021 when did it come out it is an eternal movie so it it's constantly coming out you're right <laughs> okay that is not the gospel <laughs> you're right Catchphrase at TFC right now. That's the gospel. But you're right, Jace. I'm pretty sure Dr. Vanna would have some theological debate with you about the fact that Encanto is eternal. Probably. Although I do have some things to say about that, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. (laughs) So, so first, let's just talk about how you feel about the Encanto movie, James. I'm a big fan of the Encanto movie. I just, I just reviewed it today, um, and I still love it. It still is just as good as it was the first time I watched it. I think it's one of the best Disney movies. It's a very deep meaning, and not a lot of people appreciate it or understand it, which a is deep why. Meaning. Can you expound upon Hang that? Hang on, pause. First of all, <laughs> Alyssa and I do not agree <laughs> that Encanto is a great movie. So we're very much against James in this argument. But we're hearing him out. We're, we're going to hear him out. Right. We're going to hear him out. I'm so. very grateful that you guys have me on the podcast so I can share my viewpoint and maybe educate you guys oh and your four listeners on why Encanto yes. is the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on the deep, you yeah. Into it, you found the deeper meaning. The deeper meaning. Okay, this is why I like it, honestly, is that it's different than anything else Disney has ever done. It's like... Disney recycles. What about Moana, what about Moana Alyssa? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're both like set culturally in diverse. Cultural. Mm. So you guys are looking Female at it. Protagonist. Both don't have any sort of speciality about them whatsoever. Well, yeah, they're like trying to find their way. It just except for their except for their hearts. Their hearts mm. are are what. Okay, what but. See, y'all are looking at it very superficially, just like female protagonist, mm. whatever, culturally diverse. No, well, then help Encanto. Us not, James. Help it, us not. Exactly. You see, Disney like recycles these motifs and storylines of you know like the princess and all these different things, but 
Encanto is something different. It's about family. It's about a dysfunctional family healing their trauma and coming back together. It is similar to Moana in that way, but I think it goes even deeper because it is really just a complete exploration of the dysfunction of the family and how they come to heal and grow stronger. Um, And it's never been done before besides Moana. So... (laughs) But Moana has different elements to it, whereas Encanto is pretty much just like an allegory about a family healing. I would like to read some some reviews that I found on the handy dandy Google. Mm. I'll just read a little snippets from some. Okay, I'm happy to respond. Um, Spectator 7 gave it a one star review, but said this is honestly terrible. If I could rate it with no stars at all, I would. Firstly, too many confusing scenes are thrown together, making it impossible to really grasp the general message in an educational way. In an educational way, right? Hmm. Um, there are also far too many characters in the film left without dialogue and any significant role in the story, which is also confusing. And you can tell when you're watching it that everything is rushed. It goes on to say that you can't really become emotionally connected to characters because they don't have enough time. Mm. Well, Spectator 7, if you're listening to this, (laughs) you are wrong about Encanto. Uh. You see, Encanto moves quickly because there's a lot to unpack in the movie. So you need to watch it multiple times. Multiple times. Maybe slow it down to like (laughs) 0.5 speed (laughs) so that you can really understand each scene. Because everything is important. Everything is symbolic in Encanto and all has a meaning. Um so yeah, I just disagree with Spectator 7. I don't think they appreciate it enough. I think they wanted the movie to do the work for them. You know, They wanted to just sit back and have the movie just lay sit it out back, there in plain popcorn, terms. Drink some Dr. Pepper. Right, and that's not what this movie is. This oh. movie is hard work. Yeah, it wants, it's like a mirror, right? It, it's a mirror to your own life, to your own family, from uh, which you can like reflect on your own experience. Okay. We all have a Bruno in our family. We all have a Louisa in our family. And yeah, so we can all relate. Okay. Um, so as, as someone who is a, an avid movie lover, mm. as somebody who genuinely spends a significant amount of their life like analyzing movies and watching movies and appreciating the culture that is built off of movies mm-hmm. okay, and, and media in general, I can tell you that Encanto is a movie. <laughs> that it is correct. Is, <laughs> it is produced by Disney. That is correct. And it is based on a um, South American. I'm not. I'm not quite sure which. Colombia. Colombia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a Colombian uh, family mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, what are they called? The the Madrigals. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Madrigals. So um, I can tell you that confidently. <laughs> okay. Everything else about that movie is terrible, and here's why. Casual. So, as someone as someone who watches movies, and I I went into Encanto wanting to love it, James, mm. like genuinely, mm. I did. I went into the movie with no like, pre- no pre like, no pre existing opinions. Mm-hmm. Nobody I had ever seen um, or talked to had seen the movie. Nobody I'd ever seen. That's just a lie. No one I had ever talked to had uh, seen the movie, and mm-hmm. no one no one had told me what it was about. So I was I was sitting upstairs in my living room, and I was like, it's out on Disney Plus now. Why not give it a shot? And frankly, it was just like, it was just disappointing hmm. because the storyline, like, 
So it starts out, and the girl just like she doesn't get a knob, she doesn't get a no. door, she doesn't get the the thing that the family is supposed to be and famous all she for. Wants. And all she wants is that door. Like she's that's all she's in the room that's with all the other she's ever sibling wanted. who has to live with like a yeah, no. Yeah, well, regardless of that, um, the movie's just like it's shaped around her and, and that's that's fun. Like it's great to start with. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. it's got a very interesting plot at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. The beginning but is great. As it as it continues, you start to find out like some of the fam like it, you're almost hearing supermodels complain because you're mm. hearing the people with powers, like the sister who's like, oh, I just wish I wasn't beautiful because then this wouldn't happen. Or the, the sister who's strong, she's like, oh, I wish I wasn't strong so then I don't have to protect the family. Or the kid who can, you don't hear much out of the kid who can talk to animals because his power is just absolutely awesome. Yeah, it is. But, um, like, that's that's my favorite part of the whole movie It's just <laughs> that kid. That kid right there, his room absolutely fantastic it's really cool that we agree on but the music in that movie i just felt like was really like it felt like it was put together really last minute there wasn't any there's not a whole lot of songs in encanto that are like they hit you deep to the soul they mm. don't like when, when they you, are very catchy when like, you hear when you has been stuck in my head today yes but think all of, day think about this like when you <laughs> are you done um, when we, when we're sitting there and we're talking about uh, songs that have impacted Disney in the past like 10, 15 years, you you can't you can't talk about those without saying something along the lines of "Let It Go" or um, Moana's uh, entire soundtrack. You can't like, and then Bruno only like we don't talk about Bruno only exploded because of TikTok. Like I, I feel like that's the only reason why because. That like he was such a poorly put together character. Like, so first of all, back to the music. The music just felt super rushed for me. Second of all, all of the characters, I agree with the review that Alyssa read in the sense that they just don't build any like character. There's no character development. It is so hard mm. for you to understand like the true the true nature of the people. It was like they threw them out there and there was no development whatsoever. And then, like, the conclusion of the movie was my biggest pet peeve about it, to be quite frank with you. Because, like, the grandma's just such a sucky human being that she hated her own granddaughter because she wasn't, she wasn't like, exactly the same this as the other people. <laughs> so, so you get a grandmother who's like, oh, I didn't really love you because you're, you're whole you didn't get a door made me scared that I was going to lose my blessing that's that's kind of a really mm. poor excuse to not love your granddaughter like she's still she's still just as much a part of the family as possible as the rest of them but she was looked down on she was she was pushed to the side because she was viewed as not being as important now i understand what disney was trying to do in the sense of Oh, every single person is important, no matter if you have the powers or not, because yeah, it's the condition of her like heart. Her. But her grandma didn't even like her until like there's a scene in the river where she just like she breaks down because of a butterfly. Like it just doesn't make <laughs> any sense. And the plot, like there was supposed to be this elaborate journey or whatever. She went to two rooms <laughs> and inside the like the the drywall of the house, <laughs> which is where the brother, Bruno, the cast-out son, had been living for the past 25 years. <laughs> like, it's just the most ludicrous concept. 
I've ever experienced out of a Disney movie, and and those like I just cannot get behind the fact that that's some of Disney's best work, because when you have stories where Moana's traveling across the sea to save her home, and like there's true like there's there's a, parts of that movie where it's like there's true failure that's at stake, like of whether or not you you can either persevere or or stop going. You can in Frozen when Elsa has to make the decision of I have to like I can isolate myself or I can go back home to to save everybody from the endless winter that I've created. In Aladdin, when he loses all of the powers of the genie and he still gives up uh, his last wish, even if that means that he'll never get to be with Jasmine again. Like there's I love that. Aladdin. There's just the, in Encanto. There's not that sacrificial moment of you know what I'm gonna sacrifice what I need for everybody else, and I just I I felt like Disney dropped the ball there. I think the sacrificial well okay there's a whole lot there that we could respond to. I think the sacrificial element is from the very beginning. Mirabelle is always devoted to her family, regardless of how they view her or what their opinion of her is, or even if their grandma sucks. And I think that that is like the sacrificial element because throughout the entire movie, she's always working for the good of her family, regardless of how they treat her. Um, and okay, I wanna address the, the song thing that you mentioned because you said that the music was not good. And I think Lin-Manuel, I, I think Lin, wait, what's the name? Lin-Manuel Miranda, is that his, is that his name? The, yeah, that's who wrote it. And so, exactly. And so if y'all want to say the music. <laughs> do you want to take back what you said now that you know? That. Oh, Absolutely not. If Me and Jace do not have the same opinion on every single thing. <laughs> Absolutely not. I do not withdraw In a minute, uh, I will give my opinion on the movie in a minute. Okay, let me read this quote since we're reading quotes. Um, this is from dailyfreepress.com, a very reputable source. Um, Did you cry while watching the movie? I did not because I was yeah. in a group of people, so I didn't See? want to. See? No. But I felt it. I felt no, it. And my my heart not. was crying. No, you you know what I'm saying? Okay. This quote <laughs> says, "The movie's insanely catchy hit song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, has recently become the first Disney song to hit number one on Billboard's That's streaming like song, song charts." Okay, but it's the first one in history. And I'm telling you that the only reason that it's that big is because of TikTok, dude. Like, why is that? that because why TikTok does that make became, it invalid? Because though? that, like, it was just that singular platform, and the fact that people like found it, people f use that platform to promote what they believe is good, right? Just mm -hmm. like any other, like Instagram, but like TikTok is its own separate breed because it's just like short videos and dances and things like that. From what I understand, I'm not a social media guy myself, but mm -hmm. like with TikTok, you have such an influence that people are going to be like, oh yeah, that song, Bruno, whether they like it or not, because somebody they saw did it that's like somewhat famous. Because they I consider, wanted to do the dance with yeah, my friends. Yeah, exactly. They want to do the dance with their friends. That's why they do it. Like the song AA by Walker Hayes or um, hmm. um, what? what's his other song? Uh it doesn't even matter. Walker Hayes has several songs that are TikTok famous, and they're huge on the radio. Are they the greatest country songs in the world? Absolutely no. not. But they're catchy, and people love them because there's a dance to them, not because they're great written songs. Oh, hmm. yeah. Like the one that has the... 
Oh yeah, the listeners can definitely see you doing the TikTok Thank dance you. right now. By the way, I just did a TikTok dance. It was great. I couldn't remember. It was actually the song really went. poor quality, person, oh, wow. in my personal opinion. But again, okay. on the topic of the songs, oh, I would say that probably the deepest hitting song for me is, I think her name is Louisa, the strong sister, is singing about how she feels the like. Worst song in the entire movie. Really, the one where she's like, everything's on her shoulders and. She, all that I felt like the message of the song was good. I did. Like I understood I understood where she was wanting to go with with it. But the music itself, the way the song was written, the the uh, how is it composition? Is that is that how you would say that? Sure. Um of of the song itself, the notes that were being played, the chords that were being mm. played. It was just a really poor setup with the lyrics. It was just poor. It was poorly done in my opinion. What do you think, Alyssa? I feel like that is more personal opinion. But this whole podcast is based on personal opinion. Exactly. But I would like to add how I feel about the movie. Please because do. Because I, I didn't realize. I don't feel exactly the way that Jace does. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there was any character development because you couldn't really get to know anyone because there were so many characters. Yes. Um, but the reason why I dislike the movie so much and why I fight for my opinion in this is the freaking ending. Like, the whole door thing... Like, she didn't get a door in the beginning, and that's what the whole entire premise of the movie was, mm-hmm. that she wanted a door. And what did she get in the end? Not a door. <laughs> she got a doorknob to the house like, that she lived in anyways. <laughs> like, like, there was no point. I think you're misunderstanding the but, point no, of no, the story. Do you, do you see our side? My side? I, can, you, can you empathize and understand that, like, she lived in that house anyways, and the only thing that changed across this entire movie mm-hmm. is that the doorknob on the front door of the house that she already <laughs> lived in had an M on it rather than nothing at all. That's the only thing that changed. She still doesn't have a room to live in. She's still living on the floor in her sister's bedroom. Like, all that I wanted for her was for her to have her own room. Like, the goal of the mm-hmm. movie or at least what I thought was the goal of the movie, was like for her to achieve her dreams mm-hmm. of getting a door. See, I think this is where like, my like framework of the movie being a mirror really comes into play oh because you, James, it, it's, it's, it's revealing that you just want her to like get one on her family. Reach her goals? That is not getting one on her family. It is because they all hate her, and the only way that they would like I, her is if they got a door. Except not getting one on your family. That's wanting to be accepted. And she does get accepted in the end because she saves the family. She fulfills the prophecy that Bruno laid out that got him rejected from the family in the first place. And so by her being the fulfillment of the prophecy, she brings her family back together. And I think that's a better gift than talking to animals personally saving the family, rebuilding an entire house, like, just with magic. I think that's pretty cool. Um, You're telling me you'd rather have your your initial on the front door than be able to talk to animals? <laughs> yeah, sit there and tell me that. Okay, but without her, there wouldn't be a house to begin with. There wouldn't be magic to begin with because they all lost their powers because, because of so the much, dysfunction yeah. of the family. Yeah. And so she actually fulfills the prophecy, allowing all of the family to have their powers again. So Right. But with that thought, could, could Disney have not room? given her her own room and like allowed her to have finally have her gift, which uh, could which have been reunification, could have completely reunified the family and and brought everyone back together and still restored the magic and still restored the house. 
but she just finally got a place to live in. You know what I'm saying? She got her family back. I think it would be more unsatisfying for her to have done everything she did, reunifying the family, saving the building, you know, bringing them all back together. And then, like, on the side, she can fly now or something like that. I think that would, like, be missing the well, point I of the story. I think she could have had the same purpose in the story. I would just have liked to see her get her own room. Hmm. How do you know she doesn't get her own room? Because, because. she gets the freaking door on the house. <laughs> okay, one thing that's funny about her getting the, her initial on the doorknob is that their last name is the same initial as her first name. So it could just so be... So it's not even <laughs> the same to her. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But in the whole... How long is this movie? About two hours. In the whole two hours. One fifty. One hour and 50 minutes. In the whole two hours. Mm-hmm. What, like, what really even happens? She just saves her family. That's about it. Okay, what happened? Okay, I will give you the fact that there is not a lot of character development because there's just so many characters, and I think that is maybe a fault in the movie. See, I have a very complex opinion. Um, but what happens in the movie is that the dysfunction of the family becomes so great as the family gets bigger the d- dysfunction also gets bigger to the point That's that they're real life, it is true and they get so big that their blessing their miracle it starts to fade because the dysfunction starts to take over and so they're at risk of losing everything that their um, grandmother has worked so hard to build and so that is what is at stake that's the crisis and the crisis like becomes fulfilled when the entire house breaks and the candle goes out and the candle is the source of their powers. So that is a pretty big crisis. It's not like Hanukkah at all. I don't know the story of Hanukkah, but I don't think it's that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's what happens in the movie. And I think it's a pretty good plot. But James, there's no like, there's no journey that she goes on for the movie. Like there's no, there's no overarching like, like I understand your conflict I understand but like I understand that the family has dysfunction but that's just living as family like that's mm-hmm. just and and you're right like the magic is at stake but wouldn't it have been a better storyline wouldn't it have been more complete wouldn't it have been a better movie than the in my opinion just disappointment that it was if she actually went on a journey outside of the house itself mm-hmm. to find the magic that was being lost, because the magic, like Moana, yeah, well, not necessarily like Moana. I feel like in they that, do have to keep sense. them different. Like they do. Like I understand that. Like they don't want to just make a Colombian version of Moana. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is, like, there's, she didn't go anywhere. She didn't really do anything. It was just like she accidentally found the places that accidentally happened to be the right place if that makes any sense like it wasn't it wasn't something that she went looking for and then she accidentally found a dude i still can't get over the fact that the guy has been living in the house for 20 something years mm-hmm. in the drywall it's wild and they they didn't even like that's so stupid man. i feel like the green the green the grandma honestly may have known that's an interesting sometimes theory you just sweep things under the rug like, when something bad happens in your family, you either have to, like, know it or mm. just forget about it. 
Yeah. And Bruno, they forgot about him. They didn't want to know him about him because it was a tough subject to talk about. See, the Alyssa song, gets it. The song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, literally, mm-hmm. like, the sister did not want him around. She did not know that he was there. Neither did the grandma. It is very evident that nobody in the movie knew that homeboy was still living in the drywall. Like, imagine that. You know when you hear a squirrel crawling through the roof of your <laughs> house. Like, you know when something's there. Dude was living, like, there's a whole person mm. living behind your walls. Yeah. You, like, it, you have to know. For 20 years, like, maybe I could give it, like, okay. I could understand if it was, like, a year. Mm-hmm. But for that long, like, are you crazy? That's insane. See, I don't think realism is the objective of this story oh, about a magic house with magic powers. <laughs> uh, so I think this. I think the whole like it's kind of like a snapshot. It's almost like a parable, you know, like nothing really like it's not this grand adventure. It's kind of like a snapshot of a situation. Um, and. <laughs> And I think Bruno living in the walls, like you said, Alyssa, is like, I don't know, demonstrative of the fact that when something happens in the family and there's an issue, you can just sweep it under the rug. But it doesn't really go away. It lives in the drywall for 25 years. He did. Yeah, he he did help them. I don't think he was a bad character. Hear me I, say that. I like I don't think, Bruno. I don't think. I think Bruno was probably the best character in the movie, in my personal opinion. I, but Bruno is also very easy to like relate with. Mm-hmm. Just as a person. I mean, I guess so. I've never been shunned by my family. In well, that I way, mean, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I think even like, John Wick. like you, like he's the forgotten one. Mm-hmm. Like everybody can relate to being forgotten at some point okay. in time. Okay, I life. can get behind that. Not concept. shunned. I can't I can relate get behind that. that. I can get behind that concept of the forgotten one. And even if you're not the Bruno, I think every family has a Bruno or like a Bruno side of the family. Yeah, family reunions. Mm-hmm. And that's like the living in the drywall part is the family reunions or, you know, like a funeral or wedding. Shadows. Yeah, you're not you're not going to just get rid of your family. And I think that's one of the messages of Encanto is that you don't just get to leave your family like that or you don't get to excommunicate family like that. They'll live in your drywall for 25 years. Then why is the movie called Encanto, which means sing instead of familia it don't mean sing encanto cantar means sing mm-hmm. but encanto does not mean sing encantar means to love let's go to google translate mm, to okay. so i'd appreciate that that's funny though yeah, no, it, I'm, I'm almost 100% positive it does not mean that. I mean, I trust your judgment on that one, James. You do know Spanish. It means well. charm. Charm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that movie was not charming <laughs> at all. No, but was not the reason it's called Encanto is because their, like, powers are called Encantos. Like, they receive their Encantos, like, that, like their the charms. Charm. Okay. Yeah, magic. the okay. magic. That yeah. actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. I honestly think he just bullcrap. I think he just that totally is, James made is that very up. good at bullcrapping things. Yeah, I James just comes up with things sometimes <laughs> that people believe it and I call I I call BS on him quite often. And you're wrong about my BSing quite often as well. That's not true. It goes about You were 50, wrong. It goes about 50/50. You were just wrong. So, so far on this podcast you've been wrong 100% of the time. 
along with the no number 100%, I prepared for this um, debate, let's call it, by conducting a survey of TFC students. From who? From my own research. And so this survey- Bob is not a credible source. <laughs> this, this Danielle survey. is also not a credible source. Did you ask Josh though? Because he is definitely a credible my, source. My yeah, research participants um, wanted to remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. oh, so okay. this survey of TFC student came student. back, <laughs> came back with 100% with love for t or for Encanto. That means it. that Bob was the <laughs> was the interviewee and she loves that movie because there's Spanish in it. <laughs> <laughs> that she don't understand the she Spanish. Doesn't care, she doesn't care a thing about that movie other than the fact that it takes place in South America. That's where she wants to go. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying the research doesn't lie. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to agree on this movie. Mm. I don't. I don't either. But here's what we can do. We can find a movie that we do agree on. Oh, I was I was going to go controversial again. Oh, okay. Go controversial then. Um, The original Top Gun. I've never seen it. Oh, well, I've seen I the I've seen the new one. Okay. I haven't seen the new one, but the old one, I don't know what the point of the movie is. Because I could not get an emotional connection to Goose. Before that thing happened to him, I don't want to spoil it for James. I know what happens. They talk about it in the second one. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if everyone <laughs> listening has seen it, but. It's okay. <laughs> what do you think? We need to put spoilers in the name of this podcast. We can, yeah. we can put it in the description. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So. I feel strongly about this, though, because I was watching it with someone. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting there, and he was all like, this part always makes me want to cry. And I, maybe it's because of the person I was sitting next to, but I did not want to cry at all. Mm. What no scene? Tears. What part? See, the thing is, is like, I know which part that they were talking about. Um, it's probably when Goose died. Is that when it was? When, yeah, when he was Goose's, all like, I want to cry. Yeah, because Goose is such a monumental character. Personally, after seeing the first Top Gun, I thought Goose was hilarious. I think that some of his one-liners were just really funny, especially for the time period. When was the movie made? Uh, 19, A long time ago. 1984, something, something along those lines. My goodness. Hang on. Let's find that out. I just didn't get it. But I need to watch the new one. 1986. Wow. So for the time being and, and the time period that it was made, like keep in mind, like Star Wars, the second star or the third Star Wars movie, like uh, the Re Return of the Jedi, is that what it was? The the original one the, of the original three. Yeah, it's that one. Okay, um, that was made in 1982, so Top Gun was made four years later. Mm. So like movies were just really starting to get um, to to get to a point where graphically they could do some of the things that they do in Top Gun. Mm -hmm. um, and that is attributed to Star Wars. But as far as the character development goes of Goose, I feel like Goose was an extremely likable character, and you got to know him likeable, really well. Likable, but, like, like, I didn't cry. Well, I mean, I don't... I, I wanted to cry. I'm not going to cry <laughs> over Goose, even though, like, I love Goose, if that makes sense. Like, it, it was just something super unexpected in the movie. When I first mm. watched it, it if anything... 
my initial reaction to Goose's death was like, wait, did that really just happen? Like, yeah. they just killed him? I was him? like, oh, dang. Like, I didn't <laughs> even think the movie had been going for that long. They just got rid of him quick. <laughs> but that's yeah. why I couldn't feel emotionally connected, because I just didn't know him well enough. Mm. Like, but in TV shows, But he had a wife die. and a kid, and, oh. like, you got to see the wife and kid, Man. and... Like, Everyone's got a wife and a kid. When characters in TV shows, like, when it's been, you know, when you watch, like, six seasons, and then they, like, suddenly, like, kill off, like, the lead person that you loved. Mm. Like, I shed a tear. Did you guys watch This Is Us? No. no. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> you'll cry every episode. I don't think I I'll be watching that, but <laughs> You really will. It's and I don't think I'm going to be watching strong. This Is Us, okay, personally. I don't. I personally don't get crying at TV shows or movies or anything because in my head, it. in my head, I'm thinking this is just all acting. Like I would be silly to think that this is real and worthy of crying. That's true. I mean, I get it. Would you rather binge watch a TV show or watch a movie? I think TV show because there's an out. You know, once you okay. start watching a movie, you're locked in. You feel guilty about leaving, but. TV show, you can just check the time and say, oh, I've got 10 minutes left. I can do 10 more minutes. And then you start the next episode, and then you start the next episode because you're like, ah, it's minutes. only... 30 minutes doesn't even seem that long. Yeah, that's nothing. Like, I can go brush my teeth while I watch that or something like that. So definitely prefer a TV show. I think I agree with you on that, James. As much as I love movies, like, just the just the nature of finding finding a show that you really like and having the option to keep watching or not like mm-hmm. is really nice. However, I will say there are some shows that like you're like okay, I'm only going to watch the last 10 minutes and then mm-hmm. you get to the end of it and there's a massive cliffhanger and you're like I got to watch more. I got to watch the next episode uh-huh. like this is yep. tough. Whereas with a movie, it's like when it ends it ends if that makes sense. Like I get the mm. you're locked into it, but when it ends it ends. With a TV show, it kind of just keeps going. Like yeah. you have the out and you don't feel as guilty about it because there's more that it's an ongoing story mm-hmm. but it's like it's tougher it's tougher to say no to a really good TV show than That's true. Yeah. just to like tough it out for a really like bad movie like Encanto and <laughs> finish it out hey. <laughs> movies always leave me like more cliffhangery than TV shows because I can always look forward to that next season if it's going to be renewed hmm but, like, right now, I just finished the TV show that I had been watching, and it doesn't come out till 2023. Wow. I'm sad. Right now, I'm watching a show that comes out week by week, and I'm what actually... Are you, what are you watching? It's called The Patient. It's with Steve Carell, and he plays a therapist who gets kidnapped by one of his clients because this client is a serial killer. Hulu. And. It's really good. So he gets kidnapped by his client because his client is a serial killer. And he's like, I can't tell you about the fact that I'm a serial killer, but I want therapy. So I have to, like, chain you in my basement so I can talk to you about me being a serial killer. So it's a really good TV show, but it comes out week by week. And it's only, like, 20 minutes long. And every single episode, there's some huge cliffhanger of, like, oh, is he going to go kill someone? What's going to happen? Is he going to kill Steve? Yeah. I don't remember his, what his name is in the TV show, but... Because clearly I, he's a psycho. No, he's a very normal serial killer. Just, like, casual... No, he's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely that insane. good. My sweet Nate has been watching... It's called um, Devil in Ohio. Mm. And 
it's about this like cult and I went in there I started on like the fifth episode and then we just binge watched it it only has one season but that sounds really good I'm very interested in cults and joining one potentially yeah because you literally <laughs> live on a cult <laughs> I do live in a cult <laughs> I'm on cult kidding. exchange it's just cult land right mm-hmm. yeah we bought it from a cult and then <laughs> you gotta get good deals in life when you can right when a cult fails they sell their land for cheap so you better buy it up while it lasts yeah lessons the from week. the midwest <laughs> <laughs> from rural minnesota I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I was like, dang, maybe you two are psychopaths. Y'all are watching, like, cult <laughs> shows and serial killers. Like, I was on NCIS for, like, three years. Dude, I loved, so NCIS Los Angeles was one of my, is probably <gasps> my top two favorite shows of all time. Hmm. But the show, like, the show that I probably binge-watched the best um, was Outer Banks Season 2, because I watched it with my brother, and my brother and I were, like, uh, we just got super into it. Stranger Things is up there as well as a binge-worthy TV show. I've never show. seen Stranger Things, and I kind of want to binge-watch it. See, that's just... that You should you should change that. Stranger Things is a cultural phenomenon, and you need to get on is the track. Is it scary? Um, depends on how... Well, if you're watching cult shows, then absolutely <laughs> not. It's not scary. I don't watch cult shows alone, though. Mm. Um, it's not that scary. But the first season is the only good one, so... Ooh, introvert... In- <laughs> I was trying to combine controversy and interesting at the same time. So interesting point. Yeah. Please, please elaborate. Well, this opinion is completely ignorant because I watched the first season and I really enjoyed it. And then when the second season came out, I said, I'm not going to watch that because I'm just going to assume that it's bad. Oh. And so I've never actually seen it. It is probably Hey, if I watch the views. first season, we can watch the second season. Sounds good. I'm down. I think that Stranger Things has gotten the most views on Netflix of any show mm. that it's created. Or Outer Banks. Uh, I don't think Outer Banks beats Stranger Things. Like, Outer Banks is more of a... I feel like Outer Banks is a much more Southern thing. And, like, people love... People will watch Outer Banks all over the United States, but I feel like that's more of a United States show. Stranger yeah. Things is watched worldwide. Like, really? 100%. Because Millie Bobby Brown, the the lead actress, is from England. Oh. So, like, she has that aspect as well. She has that fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I Stranger Things is just watched worldwide. I did not realize that Outer Banks was such a popular show. I honestly had never heard about it till you brought it up. Okay, I looked it up. It's, it's Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. That does not surprise yeah. me. Yeah, I thought it was Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, Outer Banks is... I think Squid Games is second. Oh, I love Squid Games. I have not seen Squid Games. Y'all need to watch Squid Games. I don't want to watch people get just get... <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah, it is pretty violent, but the story behind it is interesting. Like, and the... I don't know. The message, I guess. I don't know if there's a message, but it just seems like an interesting show to watch. I watched it all at one time. It does seem interesting. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the movie Parasite? Okay, well, then never I'm mind. sitting here with two, like, <laughs> avid movie watchers, and I don't like movies. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is what I get told every time I say that. Yeah, it just sounds like a personal problem. I, mm-hmm. I um, go and watch movies for... Um, pleasure? No, like, as a... Social project. activity? Social activity, yes. Mm. I don't know what word I was looking for. 
and you don't have many friends, so you don't get the opportunity to do it very Ouch. often. I just don't have friends that like cookies. That's, that's I'm just well, playing. Anyways, so you were talking about Outer Banks. Yeah. Outer Banks, I would say, is binge-worthy because it, like, the way that it's directed by Jonas Pate, and, like, he he just directs in such a way that even if you're, like, kind of lost midway through the episode, by the by the time the last second, like, of a film that is shot in that specific episode is over with, you're, it's such a massive cliffhanger that you just mm. can't help but want to watch the next episode because it's it's so good. Like the cliffhangers are absolutely unbelievable in that show. I, I really think that you need to watch it. Do you ever feel like the cliffhanger is forced though? Because I feel like it's just such like a trope of producing TV shows that like the last five minutes it's all just like oh all of a sudden now like their lives are in danger better tune in next week to find out what happens this show though it's not one of those next week kind of things because the whole season drops on Netflix yeah like it's It's literally created to binge yeah it's created to binge watch got you and it's only 10 episodes now a show that you were talking about weekly that came out that I got really hooked on when I was younger it was actually like a big part of my middle school through like freshman year of college because that's how long the show ran was Arrow on the CW <gasps> oh yeah Arrow was the best TV show I will mm-hmm. say I didn't, ever I didn't like it like in the last few seasons of Arrow when they it got dry well, mm. that and the, but they would like tie every single show with it. So they'd be like, okay, watch part one on Arrow, watch part two on Flash. Oh, see, I love the crossovers. On, like, Those are my favorite. Wonder Woman or whatever her name is. Supergirl. Yeah. I don't think I watched it long enough to get the crossover. So like episodes. they built the Arrowverse. So like the CW. That's what that's what the CW calls it. Is the Arrowverse because it started with the TV show Arrow and then mm. it built into the Flash. And then there I'm was glad they all know each other. Supergirl, like and then DC's the Legends Avengers. of Tomorrow. <laughs> like they were like, oh, they did that in a movie, so let's just do it in our TV show. That's really not what happened. The Avengers, you, the Avengers are a comic book, and and these are comic book characters of a different comic book company. So they really did steal it. No, the Avengers didn't come first. DC was actually written first, and I'm an avid Marvel fan, okay. so I will side with the Avengers over just about anything. Mm. But um, the Arrowverse, like they they started doing crossovers between the Flash and Arrow, and mm. then they added Supergirl, and then DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and like it got to I a point to where they were they would do these. Shows. Yeah, but you didn't have to. You just have to watch it. You'd have to record them for whatever night that that came on because it was just one event every week in November or not every week it was one week in November every year and it was a massive crossover event so it was like four episodes telling the same story if that makes sense combined with all of the characters so Barry Allen was in every episode Oliver Queen was in every episode Mm. Uh, Supergirl started to become more of a significant character and like all of the side characters too like Cisco from The Flash, um, <gasps> Felicity Cisco. and Arrow, mm-hmm. and like they all they all come a- come together to like just beat whatever force they're fighting that year. One year it was aliens, the next year it was like Nazi versions of themselves. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. I'll be honest, I don't really like the crossovers or like the whole universe thing. I'd rather have it just be about Arrow or just be about Flash and let them kind of like be the only ones you know rather than have it just kind of be i don't know 
what's the word like dispersed amongst all of them i'd rather only have one same world yeah because then it's like where do you give your attention to like it's just a team of people like okay i don't know it just loses its specialness like that's what that's what the whole point of the show is is like you have the flash and he has his own Mm storyline and then you have arrow and he has his own storyline but they're they live in the same world and they like they function just in different cities just like the justice league does Mm-hmm. And they, or the Avengers, if you want to go the Marvel route, and they just like they come together for one one week of the of every year, and it's awesome. It's just like it happens. It just they're they cross over. It's awesome. Did y'all watch Bones when you were younger? Dude, don't even get started on Bones, man. Oh, just kidding. No, I did not. I, mean, I like I like. I Bones, had to stop watching it because Bones it after season angry. eight was. When the really man got his face ripped off and then he sewed it back together himself, no, thank you. Nightmares. I don't think I watched that far. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I watched like nine seasons of Bones religiously, so. I did like Bones though. Is Bones is Bones one of those like medical shows like about doctors and stuff? Uh, Bones it's is like... a show about a forensic anthropologist mm-hmm. who like solves murders by mm. looking at the bones of people. Okay. And she works with an FBI agent, and, like, they, they solve crimes The lady together. from Bones, like, the main lady from Bones is, like, a, a main lady, a doctor in Devil in Ohio. Hmm. Like, the forensic lady from Bones is the lead in Devil in Ohio. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you another reason to watch it. This really, this really doesn't give did me you another ever reason watch, to watch it. Did you ever watch the show Castle? No. No. <gasps> It was like they were both two cops and then they were married. It was so good. But the ending was like the most lame thing you could think of though. So don't don't watch the ending. I don't think I will. I really liked the show. <laughs> it was like good for like ten year old Alyssa, you know? It was chill. Mm. I don't think that twenty one year old Jason James are gonna like the same show as ten year old Alyssa. <laughs> I don't know, I maybe I have good taste. I think, I think culturally speaking that's not how that works. <laughs> Yeah, I think especially the fact My that you don't watched it and liked it too. Well, the fact that you don't like Encanto is just a red flag for oh, all I... of your opinions when it comes to TV shows and movies. The animation in Encanto was great. It was just like all the other ones, I thought, but exactly. Great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Disney it was good. A... Disney always has a good animation. Yeah. I'm okay. trying to come up with something we can have in common. Okay? Of your original... I just like arguing with you. Let me ask you this, James. Um, of your... Of the original Disney movies. So, like, everything mm. everything before Frozen is We're what I consider. Like Cinderella? Like, well, yes, yeah, Cinderella's up there. But, I mean, you can throw, like, even Tarzan and Brother Bear and Cars. Like, I'm talking, bro. like... Basically, hey, Cars was Pixar, so... Basically, yeah, but it's a subsection of Disney. But Not we, at we the time. Go, Not at the time. We can go without Pixar for a minute. Okay. Um, but what was your favorite original Disney movie? That is very tough. I really love Mulan. I think Mulan is a fantastic story with fantastic characters. I love Mushu, the dragon. Yeah, they, He's got, they really developed his character, too. It don't matter. It don't matter. Eddie Murphy just did a fantastic job delivering his did. lines. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being completely serious with you. You like, think they, that Mushu was developed throughout the story? Well, I mean, yeah. His his humor develops his character. Like, he's, he's a vital part of the story. Oh. 
maybe I don't understand what character development means. I thought character development means when like you go from one thing to something else, like a transformation. But well, in a way, Mushu does. But well, we that's kind of like that. the hero's journey. Okay. Like when something happens <laughs> and then they... went from, from girl to boy to girl. Yeah. <laughs> I also really liked Pocahontas just because I loved the idea. That's controversial right there. Oh, wait. I, I have no opinion on Pocahontas, and I've never watched Pocahontas. it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, please tell no, me about Pocahontas. I liked it just because I love... I don't know. I just love the scenery of just, like, a bunch of, I don't know, wild places... I don't know. And I feel self-conscious about my opinion. <laughs> but character development <laughs> is the craft of giving a character a personality, depth, and motivations that propel them through a story. Mushu had all of those. Mm-hmm. So Mushu was, was the real deal. Mushu was. Like, if they could put Mushu in Encanto, boom. <laughs> see, there was way less Wait. characters taking the whole storyline of Mulan. Yeah. Which you've already There's like agreed. four main characters. There are. Yeah. yeah. That would be actually an interesting idea, like Disney crossovers of like, you know, the hits from other shows, other movies. The Pixar theory? What's the Pixar theory? The Pixar theory is that every single like Pixar movie is connected. That sounds like a crackpot idea. <laughs> no, but like, like there's, okay, so Pixar, Pixar and Disney do this thing where they like leave Easter eggs in right. their movies. So, like, Hopefully. one of the theories, okay, is, like, Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Monsters, Inc.? Yes, I've seen Monsters, Inc. Okay, so no. you know Boo, the little girl in Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. I think I have seen Monsters, Inc. At this point, Alyssa, <laughs> movie knowledge is Yeah, this so is far. just Jace and I's podcast yeah, at, this at, point. This point, at this point, James and I are just having wow. a conversation. <laughs> I like Toy Story. So, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah, good anyways. So, anyways... Toy Story can play into this as well. <laughs> Toy Story can't. This this plays into this conversation. That's actually a good a good point. Thank, Thank you, Alyssa. Monsters Inc. So Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. The little girl is Boo. Right. And the the plot line of Monsters Inc. is like they have the doors that they can enter the human world through. And okay. she found she went through the door because they accidentally left it open, and she spent time in the monster world, mm. and she be- developed a a really big tie to Sully. Right? Yes. Okay, well, the witch in Brave that just, like, disappears and is always carving things out of wood. Right. There's a there's a wood carving of Sully on, uh, like, on a piece of wood in, in her house. Okay. And there's a Pizza Planet car from Toy Story that's on the table carved out of wood. So, like, the, the Pixar theory in that, regarding that, is that the witch is actually Boo. And she's traveling from dimension to dimension because she just disappears, right? In the movie, uh-huh. she she just like her whole her whole house just up up and vanishes. The theory is that she has been traveling for years, decades, uh, trying to find the monster dimension again so that she can see Sully. Wow! And she's driven herself crazy trying to do it. And then like there's there's like. A lot of other interweaving stuff. That's just that's just one of the thi- that's just one of the okay. pieces of the puzzle. It's not it's not like that's what the soul <laughs> is based on. But it's actually like if you're if you're interested in conspiracy theories, look up the Pixar theory. It's There's really a whole cool. thing on Google about it. 
that you just looked up <laughs> as he was speaking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it there's has a lot of Disney, information. Um, there's a Disney theory, too. Like, it goes through each one of them um, and it connects it. This is terrible. This is a terrible theory. Mm. However, it's hard to argue one aspect of it because they are seen in another movie. But I saw one thing that said the ship in uh, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. right, at yep. the very beginning that she sees is burning, Yeah, is uh, Anna and Elsa's <gasps> parents ship that wow. went down okay and then and then uh they are they go on land and they go into a jungle and have a baby boy and they name him Tarzan and they're killed by jaguars because in Tarzan they jump off of the ship and they they land on the north coast of Africa now that's a you really lost poor, me there that's a really poor put together theory yeah but there's like regarding that, regarding that, regarding mm-hmm. that, um, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider were thrown into that theory at some point in time, and in actually in the Frozen movie when uh, they open up the gates for Elsa's coronation, you can see Rapunzel and Flynn Rider walking into the castle. I believe that. I think I actually have seen that. Like that, they are cousins. So like, you know, I want to go watch it and see if I can see it. The thing about the Little Mermaid. Tarzan, Elsa theory is the timeline just don't line up. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, but like it was, it, it was something interesting to, to think about. Mm-hmm. To think about, and like it gets your imagination going while you're watching a movie to think more deeply about it. True, true. See, if you're watching like a good movie, like Encanto, you don't need other things oh, to goodness. think about because you're, you're my just phone the entire Encanto movie, James. <laughs> and that's why I went over your head. That. <laughs> I sat and analyzed and watched, wanting to love it, and just walked away disappointed, James. I play so. my phone for every movie because I get bored. That's why I don't like movies because like, my yeah. attention span just cannot last. Mm. What did you think of Kung Fu Panda? I wonderful movie. Wonderful movie, right? Wonderful movie. What did you think of How to Train Your Dragon? Oh, I loved it. It's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I love the idea of riding dragons. So me too. Yeah, I, feel like I think it that'd would be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember the Maybe story. Maybe this is not theologically right, and it's probably not, but I hope that I have a dragon in heaven that I'm able to ride around on. Yeah. I think that would be so fun. I think if you need a dragon in heaven in order to be happy. I don't think we happy, need anything in heaven. That's true. We won't need anything. That's why I said it's it's probably theologically wrong, but yep. it would be really cool. What you'll have in heaven is better than dragons. Are listen to this podcast. Yeah. Isn't it graded by a professor? <laughs> the fact that for y'all's requirement of your degree, you just need to sit around and talk to your friends and record it is very nice. Let me just say that. For my degree, we have to do hard labor on the farm. <laughs> and that's just not fair. Because you wanted that. I did, but I did not want the hard labor. You see, my degree is sustainable community development down on the farm. And... For our degree, we have to do a certain number of hours on that farm, working hard, working through wind, rain, snow, everything. And then we have to go overseas and do the exact same thing. And y'all just get to sit in this nice air-conditioned room and talk to your favorite people. First of all, this room is not air-conditioned. Second of all, all, um, I can't like... Can't really debate you, but this is a this is a practicum. This isn't this isn't something that we're like. This isn't our internship. This isn't something that 
we're doing this is this is something that we're doing for fun mm. um and it is fun and, and it's because we want to love what we do and we yeah, exactly we and we want to love what we do and not complain about working and doing but hard labor on we the farm. we're glad you could get off the farm for this time to come be in the podcast mm-hmm. yeah thank um, you james for joining us it, it genuinely has been a pleasure to have you here it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. And to debate with you about Encanto, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that we'll ever come to see it the same way. Sometimes but that's okay. That's just how it is. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. One that's person okay. plants the seeds, another person will water. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Some people are. Jesus planted the seed, and I'm getting the water. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna water you, James. We're gonna water you. Well, all right, guys. Um, that's. That's a wrap on down the rabbit hole. I'd say that we definitely went down the we, rabbit hole. We on went this down one. the rabbit hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, all right, we'll see you next week. Bye.